Hello and welcome to another episode of Unboxing Women, where we explore the gender gap in the music and entertainment industry. If you are active in the music business, an independent artist, a musician, or are just curious about how it all works, then this pod is for you. My name is Dana Rex and with me is my friend Micah Rose. We are both independent recording artists based in Europe and we are here to reveal what really goes on behind the scenes. You can listen to us on our YouTube channel and on your favorite podcast platform, where you are now. <laughs> Welcome to our last episode of season four. I cannot believe we're already there. Yeah, I feel like we say that every time, but every time we're really shocked. Yes, <laughs> it's true. It's true. We are shocked. It is. Yeah, no, it is shocking. It's, um, I, th- I don't know if. Uh, anybody who hasn't done a podcast maybe can't relate to 100% but I guess it's kind of like it's kind of like realizing the year is already over and you're like where has the time gone (laughs) well time flies Um, when you're having fun so I guess that counts for something (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so um, last episode of season four um, we have a special topic today. We are talking about Shania Twain. Yes. So, um, yeah, this was something Dan I really wanted to talk about. And um, honestly, I knew next to nothing about Shania Twain. Um, and I decided to do a little Google. And um, I watched, uh, I clicked on a YouTube video that was seven minutes long. And I was like, oh, how much can they cover in seven minutes? Turns out they can cover a fuck ton in seven minutes. (laughs) Like, that woman has gone through some shit. She has. It's insane. Like, I thought, I I thought, oh, well, seven minutes, what, what could possibly have happened? Yeah, no, she, that's why I wanted to talk about her because I, I know that she's been through a lot and it's just insane. And I, when I found out, I also didn't know, um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, all the things that she had gone through in her life. And it just made me look at her in a different way with a lot more respect. Like I loved her before, but I'm, I'm, I was just amazed afterwards. I'm like, oh my God, how can this have happened to one person? Poor yeah. thing, and just to come out so strong is is amazing. She's such a strong woman, and uh, really, insane. yeah, an example, an example to 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 all of us. You know, cross genre, whatever genre you may be in, it's it's just yeah. L- listen, listen yeah. to this. Listen to this. Let's start the story of Shania Twain. Yeah, go ahead. She was born in sixty five as Eileen Regina Edwards, uh, in Ontario, Canada. Um, and she was actually adopted by a guy called Twain. So that's where the last name comes from. Uh-huh. Yes. And this guy, uh, so she was adopted when she was like very small, like two or something, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Her father, her her adoptive father, uh, which who she she calls her father, was physically and verbally abusive towards her and her mother. Yeah, and the things she talks about is, you know, the things she she describes about this is just crazy. So there's an incident um, 
where she talks about that he shoved her mother's head in the toilet and that she actually thought that her mother, she was sitting there in the room, um, in the bathroom apparently, uh, for some reason. And so she saw the whole thing and she actually thought that her mother was dead after this. Yeah, she thought she drowned. Yeah. So she's like sitting there like basically thinking her mom is dead while she's she's unconscious and still hanging in the toilet. It's just crazy, crazy stuff. So um, he also sexually abused her, Shania Twain, uh, from mm-hmm. the age of 10. Um, and so when she talks about this, she doesn't really go into detail of what happened exactly. It's It's not about what happened exactly. It's about that she feels that it's important to talk about the fact that it happened so that mm-hmm. other people know I quote, that it's possible to survive it. Um, yeah. So how insane is that, you know? it It's something that you wouldn't think of when you see her perform or, you know, texts in her songs. She, she doesn't go over this yeah. at all. I think it's really insane because as performers, it's kind of like as actors you have to kind of put on a happy persona a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, And you feel like um, if you're a generally happy person as well, and then you have bad days, nobody can see those bad days because you, you, you kind of Mm -hmm. um, fans feel like you owe it to them to be happy. Like if you're a bitch on one day, you're going to be the bitch for the rest of the year. Mm. Like, it's it's weird so I think I don't know if she didn't just want to have it hanging over her or if she um got through it a different way because I know I do a lot of my processing through songwriting um well she might have done it's a long time ago yeah yeah exactly Um, because she was actually 27 when she got her uh, her record deal um mm-hmm. and it, it's basically because well she went through all of that and never actually let her stop her let it stop her yeah sorry yeah. i should say um and and so she finally did get that record deal and now she is who she is mm-hmm. uh and and we kind of don't go into whatever life she had before you know so mm-hmm. she might have when she was younger written maybe songs that um were more uh, about this or for her to digest, you know, what was Mm -hmm. happening or or get over some things. But those songs didn't really, I think, see the light unless, you know, somebody can tell me otherwise and say, okay, this song that came out when she got her record deal was a song she wrote like I don't know 15 years prior but I I don't Mm -hmm. think that those songs are chosen by a record label. Yeah, I think it's also, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the thing is, right, that's just where it starts. It just starts with her, um, obviously with her abuse. And then, um, I mean, they were also really poor. So um, she wouldn't have very nutritious meals. Um, She would go to school um, hungry without having had breakfast and without having lunch with her. Yeah. so, yeah, to, to, to give a little bit of background uh, to everyone. So she grew up, I quote this from Internet, she grew up chopping wood and hunting to supplement oh. their food supply, hunting to supplement their food supply. So the chopping wood actually comes in because um, Mr. Twain uh, had 
like a, a wood cutting company or something. So she went to help as a kid. She went to help to chop wood to in his mm -hmm. company. And then she would also go hunting um, yeah. to have food on the table. Um, and her parents fought a lot and violently. She actually thought they, you know, they're going to kill each other, you know. Mm. Uh, and she, she would wake up uh, in the middle of the night to make sure everybody was still breathing. Uh, you know, just to put that kind of responsibility on a girl because she had a, a bunch of siblings too. It's like not yeah. only her. Um, so yeah, she, uh, her mother suffered from depression, obviously, with all of this. Uh, so her home life was far from ideal. She didn't tell anyone about her problems and because she was afraid that it would kind of uh, separate her family, that the state would j jump in and, and separate mm -hmm. them. Yeah. So she actually, she convinced her mother to move everyone to a homeless shelter in Toronto in 79 to get away from this man. Um, mm -hmm. And so she's, she's basically the teenage girl who helped her mother and, and siblings escape to uh, a battered women's shelter. Uh, and to put an end to this violence in her family. And that didn't end their relationship, though, because uh, when she was 22, her parents died together in a car accident. So they were still seeing each other, basically, yeah. when she was old enough to not be there anymore. And then mm -hmm. she had to take care of her three younger siblings at 22 after they yeah. died. Can you and imagine? That's actually, yeah. No, it's it's insane. And that's also actually one of the reasons she um, got her record deal so late yeah. because she had to obviously take a break and, and take care of her family. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no, you know, no money to pay the rent or groceries. So yeah. she did sing though. She did sing um, in bars to, to get money to, to mm -hmm. already at a very young age as a teenager, she did that to complement the family income. Um, mm -hmm. But then I'm just wondering, you know, did her parents really buy groceries with that? Or did they just like buy, I don't know, I don't know, drugs? Well, um, I don't know. Cigarettes? I don't know or use it for themselves? Alcohol? Alcohol you know, in a yeah. toxic place like this, it's never ending, right? Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, when I heard this, was Shania Twain's past, I, I nearly couldn't believe it because she's such a great person. Mm -hmm. And to have, to know that she went through that in her childhood is just so heartbreaking, really. Um, yeah, that's true. So what what were you thinking when you, when you found out about this? Well, I don't have a lot to do with Shania Twain. I know of her and her music, but I'm not like a, fan like you I'm, I'm sure I love her music um I'm just not an active fan I wouldn't say I was a fan though I do know a couple of things I, I've never bought like an album or anything so I mm -hmm. guess that doesn't really make me a fan fan she I she guess. was my neighbor at one point did I tell you this oh yeah you did tell me in <laughs> Greece was it no not in Greece in France so my oh. mom had a house in France um in in this valley near um near well was it uh rosier uh, near avignon basically um 
And this is a place where a lot of people like Kevin Costner and John Malkovich also have houses in that same mm. valley. Our house wasn't that huge, okay? Just before people start <laughs> assuming things. Our house was like the small house, okay? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which we and actually, it was before we they were expensive. Out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and and across from well across from us it, obviously there's a lot of space in between but we live like in a very small um street um uh, like a tiny street where there's only our house and the neighbor's house you can go and on the opposite side there's this huge corner with this massive house and they mm. they brought so it was the forbes's house and they brought in trees from somewhere um asps i think it was <laughs> so they had them flown in to like be put in their garden it's like this huge house with stables with stables this is very important and so the forbeses sold it to shania twain so she became our neighbor and she actually jogged through our street and then into the meadows uh, around <laughs> with her security guards jogging behind her. <laughs> so we could like we were like sitting at the pool tiny pool tiny pool and then we would see Shania we would see this Shania is not Dana Shania. trying to say like I was not rich <laughs> you know I, m music does not make you money guys really yeah and certainly not as an independent artist so uh, yeah and we would see her run past with her security team doing her her daily jog mm. so yeah that, that so I guess yeah <laughs> you have a little bit more of contact with her then because I'm guessing you then at least at least then looked up like uh, what she does yes exactly that made me a yeah. little bit more interested in Shania Twain and mm -hmm. I obviously already liked uh, the the very popular songs and the hits that she had mm -hmm. and yeah. um, oh I also found something else out by researching this actually is that in the beginning she wanted to do like normal pop music maybe even a bit pop rocky um but a vocal coach which she was friends with actually told her that her voice suited country more and she did not like that she was like oh, no dear. i'm not doing country i'm not doing country <laughs> and they got into a massive fight and they didn't talk anymore but then afterwards shania had to kind of admit that maybe country was indeed the way to go and she did and look what happened yeah it's a little bit sad though like if she wanted to do pop or pop rock she should have been able to do pop or pop rock well after that she did you know she did yeah, she did true, do whatever true. she wanted but i guess in the meantime she has realized she's kind of fallen in love with country yeah um, which is good she, yeah and she she does it so well and she's realized that it is what she does and she loves her fans mm -hmm. so much that she just yeah. stuck with it and and uh, she's she loves it uh but that so the preliminary story from like in the beginning of her label deal is also this of like the struggle with genres and no i actually want to do this mm -hmm. but what do other people think or say and you know you have to do that we have to kind of do what we say to Mm -hmm. for us to make you um i'm not sure it happened completely that way because i do have the impression with all the explanations that she gave that she um stuck with her with her thing she always you know she never let anything stop her so mm -hmm. even that you know it didn't stop her uh because she could have just you know 
not not wanted to do that and then tried something else and not have it work and but she persisted and it worked even though she did say okay let me try the country route mm. then i don't know i think it's really interesting and and like having said we haven't even covered half of what the six minute video or seven minute video had before because yeah. there's more right tell us because she well she got married um to her um right there's um, a marriage as well yeah, which went exactly, completely yes. wrong yeah 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 so she got married to her um what's it called manager mm. and co-writer don't do that people yeah don't do that <laughs> look at Sonia and, um, and Cher and and Tina and Ike and uh, all of the above yeah um so Houston she, as well I know I know so many um she basically um I think they were married for about 10 years and then I think it was in 2008 um that they split up because he was in love with her best friend assistant? yeah best friend and Her some sort of friend. assistant and they were already they were having an affair apparently yeah, well, they're exactly. not admitting it but apparently they were while her yeah. best friend was actually counseling her on you know oh i'm a little bit unhappy with my husband what should i do mm -hmm. and she was fucking the guy <laughs> oh my god which is insane it's yeah. insane so yeah i mean and also yeah. the timing of that like around 10 years that's the time you need to realize and to get away from the narcissist that you're with. Mm -hmm. That's always what they say in narcissistic um, abuse situations is that it does take that long for the victim basically to realize that they're in this relationship wow. with, with a person like that and to find the strength to actually leave them. It's, it's around 10 years every mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. No, it's, um, well, she basically, they, they split up and, um, she then had dysphonia. So dysphonia, I don't know. Did oh, you hear about this? Vocal Donna? cords. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so some kind of stress that stops yeah. you from being able to use them correctly. Obviously, as a singer, it's horrible because she could talk, right? Talking. Yeah, yes, I think she could talk, but she couldn't sing. Yeah. Um, and it took her, um, I think years to get back to a kind of singing again and she still says she sounds different um i haven't listened to clips of before and after i'm sure she's right though um and i just I, i'm like was that was that the marriage was that the marriage splitting apart that caused the dysphonia or is that something that that just happened i think it because must it be some to. kind of extra yeah i mean the stress of it all and I think that was just the 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 straw I mean, that broke the camel's back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. Interestingly enough, she did get together with the um ex I don't know if ex-husband or I think ex-husband of, of her best friend. Yeah. So I mean, got her back in a way. Well, they um, were already split up because of the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, if exactly. you find your yeah. soulmate on the other side, that's that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so she is happy now and she's working yeah. through all of the, the latest things. Good. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really crazy. But it's it, really I'm crazy. sorry, but it's really insane to me. The worst fear I have as a singer is to lose my voice. Yeah. It's for something to happen to it. I remember yeah, I got my wisdom teeth out when I was 18. I'd just been accepted to, um, university to study music and, um, as a vocalist. 
And um, the guy who was going to take out my wisdom teeth, he um, sat me down and he was like, oh, yeah, and there's a one in 10,000 chance that your vocal cords might change. I know. I know. And I sat there and I freaked out. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I panicked. And I had to go twice because I had to have both sides removed. And I and the second time I had a full on panic attack, like I, I, I literally i am so happy that nothing happened because one in ten thousand is not a super small thing no that's like like, one in a million (laughs) sure one in a hundred thousand yeah okay one in ten thousand is not that huge of like it could happen to me yeah um so i just i i can't i can't i think one of the worst things that could happen to me is that i go like mute um yeah it 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 would just like completely mute or deaf music is i think deaf would maybe still be okay but mute i don't know i think i don't know i think both is pretty bad yeah um, obviously (laughs) obviously (laughs) i just i wouldn't feel like myself i'd feel like i'd lost one of the best parts of me Mm. which sounds really stupid but that's no, how i feel about it, it. i think yeah. even people who don't sing would like be freaked out if the, anything would happen to their voice obviously it changing a bit in that case isn't like the the, the end of the world but losing it yeah. oh, that would be horrible and i had actually the same thing with my tonsils so i had mm-hmm. um i think it was in 2008 i had this tonsil that they always they move around like right so they they yeah. shift around and they don't stay exactly the same your whole life so mine had shifted a bit and it had created like this little hole where it's a bit disgusting but yeah so for <laughs> people who are listening ugh, uh, I don't know I can't believe I'm telling you this but so food was uh staying in, in that hole so anything I I, I ate uh, there was a bit yeah. staying so it was it it, it you know, I was prone to um, infections in my throat because of that. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't, I, I couldn't, you, 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 it just kept sticking in, in that, in that little tiny area. Yeah. And so I had to go to this, um, uh, so I started had, having problems with my throat and I had to go to like a vocal cord doctor who checked everything mm-hmm. out, which is also, you know, disgusting. Jesse J has mm-hmm. had this done as well. They like put a camera down your throat to look at your vocal cords uh, and it's uh, so horrible. Uh, what, what? Uh, and mm. then um, you, you know, they had to remove it. So by laser, but like lasering into your, oh into your throat um that is so scary so it's really scary and then I had it done and so I wasn't allowed to well I you know I wasn't allowed to talk much but for two weeks it two weeks it takes to heal Mm -hmm. um so it's like a a mega bad burn burn in your throat so you can't eat anything either uh it's 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 very very painful painkillers the whole time and then the damn thing closed up into the same kind of hole. No. So I had to go again. I had to go again. Seriously, I had to oh go again. Oh my God. And then the second time around, it didn't help 
um, well, it, it helped a little bit more, but it wasn't like completely what we had hoped. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, stop this. You know, I, I have to figure this out in a different way. So I went to other doctors, different mm -hmm. things. And, and, and some like, oh, we need to like perforate this side so that it can go through and everything. And I'm like, what the fuck? In the meantime, I'm like doing these, uh, you know, specific washes in my mouth and, and mm -hmm. in my throat, like daily or even twice a day. And, you know, yeah. it's it, it ruins your throat as well because you you know oh, you yeah, like, concentrate it on it uh, yeah. so much and um but anyway long story short everything is fine now because it actually did grow out and it did okay, nice. it did yeah. stop now because because tonsils keep moving around so I didn't go for the third time because I'm like fuck this I can't I can't do this I can't mm -hmm. do this <laughs> um so yeah I I took mega good care of my throat and and you know just made sure it was it, it it was clean and everything and it went away on its own but that was a scare and it was a scare of years because yeah. I really thought like you know I'm gonna have to have this done at one point you know I, I, do I really have to do that again we we actually went to a doctor who was going to laser me without putting me to sleep um so yeah because every time they have to put you to sleep as well which obviously also isn't great because of the mm -hmm. risks oh my god i can't believe i actually told you guys <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's very fitting in this conversation um and i just think the thing is it's not just when something happens to your voice as a singer it's not just okay i have to find a different way to communicate or um i need to you know, um, learn to live with my new voice or mm. um, I need to be careful or it's not those things. The thing that happens is that your life flashes before your eyes mm. because you've built your entire life and your entire career on this one thing and then yeah. it's gone. Yeah, it's very scary and it's depressing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So I can't believe that she actually got back from that. That is absolutely insane. It's like one of the worst things can, that can happen. And she brought out another fucking album. Yeah. Like it's insane. Good on her. Yeah, yeah. she's so strong. She is so strong. It's, I, I, I love her. I love her to bits. <laughs> she, she just epitomizes strength in a woman of you know you can go through she went through everything that you can go through basically yeah. you know and she's still there she's still doing uh, what she loves and singing and creating and making her fans feel good and being there for them uh, and feeding young children as well there she you you go what yeah. does she do for charities yeah. I only know of this one charity um, that she does, which feeds children uh, who were in her situation. Ah, like, there you go. Basically, yeah. who don't have a lot of money and so don't have a lot of food and um, who maybe don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So she tries to give them a, um easy way um, to uh, just get a meal and get fed and, and get support that way. Yeah. And in the meantime, she's like the best-selling country artist in the world. Oh, yeah. You know, just, just on the side. On the side. Yeah, so on that insane. note, this is our la the last episode. <sighs> so 
We will see you back in season five. We will be yeah. posting about that soon. Uh, so we're just taking the summer uh, off. Well, the summer, it is summer. Uh, we're taking August off <laughs> to, uh, to see, you know, what we're doing and to plan stuff. And then we will be uh, posting about, you know, the new season and what is going on um, later on. Well, you'll see yeah, posts so from check us. out our Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram yet, you need to follow us on Instagram. Yes. Otherwise you're going to miss out. Yes. All yeah. our funny bits are on there. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> this is the final episode of Unboxing Women this season. If you've ever had an experience you want to share with, uh, with us, please let us know. Send us a DM, tag us in your post with the hashtag suchbitch or send us an email at suchbitch at unboxingwomen.com. Don't forget to drop us a like on Instagram or wherever you're listening. My name is Micah Rose and I've been chatting with Donna X. This was the finale of season four. So we'll see you again next season. If you're feeling bereft, which I can completely understand because, I mean, a hole is going to open up in your calendar. <laughs> Feel free to binge watch our show until we're back. We'll be posting on Instagram. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next season. Bye. Bye.